It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. All right, so usually what we do is we find some crummy movie like on Prime or something or, you know, something like that, right, to do our podcast because we, on this podcast, we talk about really bad movies and why you should watch them. Okay, so there's one currently in theaters right now (laughs) that we went to see and... Richard went to see it with his sister because she's a big fan. But he said, man, we got to do this one for the podcast. You got to come see it with me. So I went with him, kicking and screaming. I went in. We sat. We watched the whole thing. Now, Richard's seen this movie twice now. I've seen it twice. And so, double punishment. But the movie we're talking about is F9, the latest Fast and the Furious movie. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, I saw this movie and I and I I hit Roger up like, Roger, this movie is something special. So yeah, it is, it is a special <laughs> level of stupid. <laughs> it really is. I mean, we, you know, I'm not. Tr- you know what? And I'm sure there's going to be Fast and the Furious fans that are going to listen to this podcast and. I might lose your listenership because we just really think this movie's just boneheaded. But even Fast and the Furious fans thought this movie was dumb. Yes. So, <laughs> whoa, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's really bad. From from the writing, uh, the acting is like takes itself too seriously. I would understand this if it was like a parody or something. Or they were joking around, and it's pretty obvious that, yes, this is a joke. But honestly, the way it's the way it comes off is it's like we're taking ourselves seriously that we are uh, our hero is able to pull the roof down. Okay, let's not make the mistake change. of saying that Vin Diesel <sighs> thinks this is a joke. This is not a joke for Vin Diesel. No, it's not. It's he, not a he joke. He takes this dead seriously. He does. Not 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 just in the movie. Like he takes this series seriously because he he writes this stuff in a contract that he's basically invincible now. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you a bit my experience with the fi- the Fast and the Furious. Uh, franchise. So I saw the original three. I did too. When they came out, I was in junior high and Mm -hmm. high school. High school when Tokyo Drift, the third one, came out. Now, I I haven't watched them since then, and I've jumped from three to all the way to nine now. I haven't watched any in between, and they've gone from, since then, they've gone from street racers who... You know, still in DVR, D- VCRs and things like that. To now, they're like a group of globe-trotting super spies. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that. It's like I said, I've missed a lot in between there, but yeah. it's like this is so different from those movies, those original three films. Like, it is. It, it, it's become a cartoon. So I'm gonna get into <laughs> right now. Let's just get into some of the stuff that I, when I first watched this movie, my jaw almost dropped. They, they did not do that because it's just, a, it is just 
a, a just next level kind of stupid. Yeah. Okay. So the one thing that's this begins the movie begins and look, I don't care if we spoil it because it's not really worth the scene. Um, so Vin Diesel has a kid in this movie. He's like a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the movie, we see the little kid. He's probably like what? What is, what is he five? He looks like he's five. He's like five that. years old. And, you know, he's handing him wrenches and stuff, and it's kind of like father-son stuff, which is kind of cute. But then, whenever the, the the gang shows up, you know, for this mission or whatever, and says, hey, we're going on this mission, he, like, blows him off at first. And then it's like, here he comes, like, uh, like you know, Bilbo with the contract, you know, like, hey, I'm coming with you. But there's no explanation as to what happens to the kid. Yeah, basically that whole movie, they just kind of left him there at the house for all you yeah. know. They never really said, oh, we hired a babysitter. <laughs> nope, he just shows back up at the end of the movie. Like, yeah, I guess like, they left him there the whole time. I mean, So yeah. much for family. I, mean, I could just imagine, <laughs> just imagine this kid, like, getting into the ding-dongs, you know, and, like, eating an entire box and then going to his sugar coma. And when he gets back, he's got his kids in, like, a sugar coma, uh. like, laying on the floor. You know, it's like, or, you know, got into something worse. I mean, they don't explain that at all. It's like, I'm just going to leave my kid in my big fast car here at the house, and there's nobody here to take care of the kid. It's like, who did he leave the kid with? There's no explanation. That kind of stuff, even if it's just a side note of him taking, you know, he showed like maybe a short little two-second thing of him handing the kid off to somebody. That would have been fine, but this is like, oh my word! But that I couldn't would be, it. but that would be a little too much effort for this kind of film. Oh yeah. Um, this yeah. film is not really so. There's all this, these characters and stuff coming back from previous movie, like some storylines carrying through, and it really doesn't matter. I don't no. know all of everything that happened before, but it really doesn't matter because they no. don't seem all that concerned with it themselves. It's just like, okay, <laughs> here's a little bit of plot to get you between every stupid stunt we're going to do. And what's crazy is there's so many, like, of these weird surprises that happen, like people come back from the dead and stuff like that, that they thought were dead, that the expressions on the actors' faces look like the actors are, like, as surprised as what is in the script as we are. Yeah. Like, like what? So, so apparently Han, this character (laughs) Han, was killed off in a previous movie and is back again. Now, I know Han from... Tokyo Drift because that is the like I said it's the last movie I saw I know him from that mm-hmm. and then the other three main cast members from Tokyo Drift come back and for some reason now they're rocket scientists yeah somehow they're rocket scientists these guys that just street raced in Tokyo yeah drift races they're, they're rocket scientists now they're not very good ones though no the they're not very explodes. good ones they make a rocket car and it blows up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then they proceed to put their buddies in it and send it into space. Right. So, yeah, that's, right. that was weird. And the fact that, I don't understand, there's so many things that happen in this movie that are just impossible. And what's, you know, I understand action movies, okay? I, I get it, okay? But, you know, we all saw the Die Hard movie... What was it? Die, live free or die hard? Oh yeah. Where he goes down a, a, a collapsing overpass into a, <laughs> yeah. a thing, and you're like, dude, there's no way. There's so much of that in this movie yeah. that you're like, there's no, there's no way. Okay, 
there's a bit where Vin Diesel is being attacked by like 30 dudes. And he's getting the upper hand on him at he first. He is at first, and then they have him on the floor, and then he sees his love of his life or whatever, so that gives him the strength to stand up somehow. And then he grabs onto these chains that are hanging from the ceiling. It's like a silo or something he's in. Mm-hmm. And he pulls on the chains, and the, the at the top, the chains are connected to this, I swear, it is a two-foot-thick concrete beam. And he pulls the th- he pulls on it, and it crumbles like he's the Hulk. And then he falls in the water and then has this big flashback with his dad and stuff. It's weird. But that whole pulling the thing down, is that place, like, crumbling or is it solid? Because, I don't know, concrete lasts a long time, dude. Coliseum's made out of concrete. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I don't know, dude. That was, there's a lot of stuff like that. Just stupid stuff. It's like, really? Yeah, but, let's, but I want to get into some of the stupid stuff. That was one I was going to bring up. But let's, let's roll back to the beginning of it again. They start out going through the jungle to mm-hmm. find this group by, to find the down plane of, yeah, this character called Mr. Somebody, Nobody, played by Kurt care. Russell, who cares? Um, <laughs> who cares? It, like it, it was all about the stunts in between. And Kurt Kurt Russell could have been a popsicle stick with a mask of Kurt right. Russell on. Apparently he was in like the last movie. He was like a big part of it. Again, why should we care when they don't care? No, um, they don't <laughs> care. Uh, they, but they're, they're <laughs> going through the jungle. Yeah. And Michelle Rodriguez gets thrown off her dirt bike like three stories in the air, and Dom <laughs> whips around his charger and catches her on on uh, on the hood of his car like it's like 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 it's one of those uh, one of those uh, uh, large inflatables that the sure. fire department puts up at the bottom of, of the building for jumpers, <laughs> but it's it's a Not metal the solid car hood truck, of the car. yeah. Like, so, okay, so I'm watching, the first time I'm watching this with my sister, I'm watching this whole thing going, dead, 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 dead. Yeah, yeah. Dead, broken bones and internal bleeding, dead, yeah. massive casual, civilian casualties here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you know, uh, we, we also, this today, before we saw this, we went to see Black Widow, and there's scenes in that movie where people come off a building, and they break their leg, and they're laying there with a broken leg. And the legs all twisted around. People are doing stuff like that in this movie, and they're just like getting up like nothing happened. And and, and it's and it's 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 really insane. The the kind of action that you see in this movie is insane. There's like a bit where the suspension bridge snaps. That that bit. Oh, but the, yeah, I was... the charger, which is a very. I mean, I don't know if you've looked at the clearance underneath the charger before. But it's like a few inches, okay? They're real low to the ground. This charger is like driving through the jungle and unpaved roads, basically driving through the woods mm. and not like bogging down or fault like breaking down or anything like that or having stuff ripped out or nothing. It's just, just dumb. Yeah, I was you know, I was, and they're driving over landmines and and they just like, hey, how long does it take for a landmine to go off? Oh, like a couple split seconds. Oh, so you got to drive 80 miles an hour. It's like they're doing the math, mm. like it's going to happen. Like, no, you drive over a landmine, it doesn't matter how fast you're going, you're going to explode. I mean, really. Yeah. So, so much of that in this so movie. So Tyree's character, he like drops out of, uh, he, he, he gets <laughs> stuck in between these, uh, these two 
Cliff Rocks, uh-huh. and is, is the, the, over the a vehicle line. gets catapulted. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's in, right. In between these two cliffs, right? And so he's suspended over a mine, and then he's falling out of that, and then and the, the vehicle's also slipping down to hit the mine. So he falls out, lands on the ground. Mm-hmm. There's the mine. He gets up and runs just as the dr- truck comes and lands on the mm-hmm. mine and blows up within three feet of him. Now I don't know. I've seen a lot of people from uh, different wars and stuff who had mines go off much further than that that lost limbs and stuff. And then he runs or whatever, and the car falls and gets knocked on. Looks like he just lands it right, on, right top on top of, of him. him. And then he walk. It plays like this uh, bell. Yeah. Like a cartoon, like they do in those cartoons. When a character dies, you see the grave, and it goes, dung. And then he gets out from behind it, and he's fine. And yeah. he doesn't, doesn't have a scratch on him. But he's wa- No, he's wobbling around like a cartoon character with, like, the little black splotches. Like, those cartoon characters, <laughs> like, after they get blown up, they're just kind of wobbling around in a Looney Tunes cartoon. It would have been more believable if he had, like, little birdies tweaking around his head. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It, it, this was a cartoon. Um... Yeah, getting back to that suspension bridge. So they're this thing is done. It's 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 falling completely over, and they're driving their jeep straight up over it, anyways. Well, it falls like, you know how like in Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. when the when the bridge falls on one side. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. A better a better example is like if you've seen the third Hobbit movie, right, where that stone bridge is falling. And the bricks are falling, and Legolas is like stepping on each stone. Oh, yeah, to go up like, like Super a, Mario. Like a cartoon, which he's an elf, so maybe he mm. can do it. I don't know. I still have a problem with that scene. But he's running up it. Well, imagine a Jeep doing that on a suspension bridge that's falling, completely falling on one side, and it's just running up the bridge as it's falling. Okay, look. We could talk about a lot of these, but honestly, it all boils down to this. You have to have some suspension of disbelief in order for your audience to not just walk away. And and honestly, there's so much of that in this movie. It's like they don't care. It's like after every scene, I bet the actors went, uh, cut the check, dude. Yeah. Because they, they are phoning this in. There's no writing. It is honestly, and there's there's actually a, a, there's a parody on The Onion about them interviewing the writer of this. It's a little video. You ought to check it out on The Onion. It's a video of them interviewing the writer, and it's like a five-year-old kid. And he's going, and then the cars went, and then they exploded and stuff. That's pretty much what this is. Yeah. Um, I, but let, let, let me continue on from what happens right after that suspension bridge. Okay. Dom is coming up, and his charger behind, and the bridge is gone. Mm-hmm. And, but then he sees a suspension wire hanging down, and he jumps off with his charger, and he turns the front wheel sideways to where the passenger side front wheel catches the the uh, <laughs> one of the wires on the suspension bridge and swing uses it like a like the car is Tarzan and swings him over to the other side of the bridge. And the cable does not blow his tire. No, but then he rolls like maybe ten times that car, and it is freaking totaled when it stops and they're just sitting in there not a scratch on them yeah yeah. um this but look we could talk about that stuff forever and honestly i don't think it's a point to bore our audience with it because honestly this movie is so horrible however here's the thing 
Richard and I got a good laugh out of it. We really did. We laughed all the way through it, and it was unintentional laughter, which then kind of it's kind of what we do anyway when we review these movies. You know, I mean we're we're watching these movies because they're so bad they're worth watching because they have like this unintentional funny stuff in it. And this one definitely did. There was a ton of unintentional funny stuff in it that yeah. made me laugh and laugh and laugh. And, you know, Tyrese was going out through this movie a lot of times and, like, pointing out the ridiculousness of it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but just because you point it out in the movie does not make, make suddenly make it okay. Oh, yeah, the actors get really meta. Yeah. They start talking about their own, like, hey... You realize we've got this bullet hole in my jacket, and I've never got a scratch on me. And what's up with that? Why is that? We're just lucky, or what? And I'm like, no, that's the way your movie's written. You're just a character in a movie that's basically being, and, and it's like they, it's almost like they realize their characters in a movie. But you, you apparently, but it wasn't that smart. But apparently, this is a brand <laughs> new writer because apparently there was the same writer between three and eight across all all movies through Tokyo Drift through. Fast and Furious 8 was the same writer, and they had a different writer for this movie. Mm, Wow. And and so he's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm just going to point it all out. That guy does not care. And it's real subtle how the writer, like, points it out, but it's also not extremely smart. It was just really dumb. The movie's so bad. Um, I I mean, but look, don't go see it in theaters. Wait till it comes out on Blu-ray or something, or go rent it or something, or you know, ch- you know, when it comes to Redbox or something, watch it. Um, but it's worth it for a laugh. Yeah, it really is it, worth it, it for a laugh. It, 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 you'll be sitting there watching that. That's not how that works. I can't believe they just did that. <laughs> but as like, yeah, this is definitely one of the kinds of movies you watch, but with a much bigger budget than oh, we normally yeah. see. The budget's so big that it wasted so much money on this movie. Um, all the way down to the, the lovely little um, little half ball thing that goes together that's activated by DNA. Because that's how DNA works. That right? is how DNA works. Um, but, I mean, dude, it is just bizarre and strange. And, uh, wow, wow. Now, I will say this. I am glad that it's making money. Not because I think it deserves to make money. But just because the point of where we're at is that if it's making money, if studios see that these films are making money, then they're going to feel more comfortable, start putting more films in theaters because they know people are putting butts in seats again at theaters and theaters are starting to come back to life. And the more money these things make, uh, even if they're horrible and I think they shouldn't (laughs) make any money at all like this. It is bringing the theater experience back, and it's going to make studios more comfortable with putting theaters back, films back in theaters. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right in that um, what we're seeing is this is kind of interesting because a movie like this, if it was normal circumstances, probably wouldn't make that much money. Oh, no, no, it would. You think it would make a lot of money? Dude, these movies make tons of money. I That's don't why understand. they keep making them. That's why they keep why? making them. Oh, there's, it's just a perpetual you, you, cycle. You think there's never nine of end. them because they don't make any money? It's never going to end. <laughs> well, they but, said the next one is the final one, but come on. Come on. They they're, say they're, that they're every time, Richard. They've said that for I years. Know. Oh, this is the last one. And then they make another pile of garbage, you know? 
But I do um, support it making money, not because of the film, but because people are going back to theaters, they're supporting yeah. their theaters, they're putting money into theaters again, yeah. and that's going to make studios want to put more films out in theaters, mm. and it's going to boost the economy, yep. and people are, aren't going to be sitting at home and having to pay <laughs> like $30 for an early access yeah. stuff, which I think is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um I mean, we had a good time going to see We it. did have a good time. We had a good time I going think we, to see we may it. have annoyed some of the other people in there that, were like, that were like, why aren't you taking this seriously? <laughs> because it's, a, it's, it's about family. It's stupid. It's about family. <laughs> family. Um, okay. So, yeah, but, you know, we went to see Red uh, um, Scarlet, Scarlet. Whatever. No? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson in, uh, in Black Widow. In, in Black which was really good. And, really and good. it's projecting to make like $100 million this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't seem like much, but for just coming out of a pandemic, by pandemic numbers, that is great. Yeah, that's what I was saying, Richard. We went to see Black Widow first, and that's a that's a legitimate movie about family. I mean, it's got a great oh, yeah. family really story. Um, and then you've got... F F F nine, which tries to be a family, but it's just not. It's more like you know, just I don't know what that was. It's like we're all family except for my longest brother. I hate him. Who's, who's John never, Cena? Who's John Cena? Who never showed up in any previous movie, never mentioned, but we have him now. He's John Cena now. in this movie. Per- 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 <laughs> oh my god! He always looks <laughs> like he just ate a lemon. I mean, he's got like this face where he's just like mm, every time you see him. Uh, they all do. They all look like they just ate a lemon or something. They're just all staring stoically into the, into the camera <laughs> and this is another, like, all the time. This is another thing that annoys me with not just this, but some other movies recently. I can't I can't think of them off the top of my head, but this is a bad trope that's coming out. Is There is these, hor- these conflicts between two characters that if they just had a few more words of a conversation, it would be worked out immediately. Oh, yeah, I know. Like the stuff with why they're at odds. With, yeah, a, with just a simple conversation, yeah. it would have been resolved. Yeah, apparently, apparently, the whole thing with the dad and the and John Cena and the brother and all that stuff is all big misunderstanding. If they just talked for five seconds and found out, oh yeah, dad was in tons of debt and I was trying to help him out, and yeah, okay. No, you got to street race me, and if I win, you have to drive away and never come back. And then he's, like, driving away going, no. Yeah, he goes, no. He's like, now I'm going to become an evil super spy. And uh, yeah, this, is, this uh, is my game. This is my, this is my world. <laughs> You're my world now, dumb. All right, well, go, uh, you know what? Go see Black Widow because it is stinking great. Um, and uh, you know what? If you have a few extra bucks, go throw it down on F9 and watch it. Yeah, you know. But, you know, wait till it comes out on DVD or something. Maybe, you know what? You know what? I'm going to say, just go to the theater and see it. You might have a good time just because, just because you're supporting the theaters. You are. Again, yeah. and, and you're supporting exhibition again. Yeah. We, we yeah. need that. We do. We need this to keep going. We do. I've missed the theaters, man. Finally, uh, I do want to make a plug for uh, a, a friend of mine who's a comic book guy. His name is Jerry Bennett. He has a new comic book out called Glamorella's Daughter. Uh, issue number one is out. Um, it's really good and really funny. And it's about a little girl who's a daughter of a super superhero. And it's pretty great, but it's not like Invincible at all. 
not convincible at all. It's lighthearted and fun and funny. So go check it out. Remind me of the tick a little bit. So until next time, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Kitts.